Hi, Courtney. Hi, Jackie. Oh, God, I called you Jackie. I tried to shake it up and not do our thing, but then I was like, maybe I should tell her. And I was like, nope, it's too late. No, then I called you Jackie. I know, it was weird. It's time to remember the magic. (laughs) Jackie and Courtney. I felt like I had to call you, you know, the name because, you know, that's how you say it when we do the thing. Yeah, we're, we, you know, I like that we are 30 plus episodes in and there's some things that we're still like, this is uncomfortable. And that, like other things feel so natural, like the end thing where I'm like, okay, here we go. But like, I feel like the opening is always going to be like, Mwah. yeah, it just, it feels weird. I, I hate it. But that's well, okay. it, it's really nice being able to see you while we do this. I know with the fancy internet, I can look at you. Yeah. This is a good one to look at each other because I'm yeah, excited to like know your top 10. Yeah. 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 So for people who aren't Courtney or I sitting with us recording right now, we're actually doing this with video where normally it's just me staring at Courtney's screen watching a movie or uh, us just talking over a connection. But we actually get to look at each other because I now have Verizon Fios and my internet doesn't suck. Shout out to Verizon Fios. Woo. Woo. Yeah. The guy came and he hooked it all up and Gizmo was so into this guy. Like he didn't bark at him at all. He, and he, like, took him a toy when he first walked in, and, like, he was actually being obnoxious and jumping on him, so I have to work on that now. But, like, followed him into the second bedroom and everything, because that's where I guess my Fios has to go. Gizmo's really into the Fios guy, which is weird, because, like, as you know, everyone who comes in my house, Gizmo barks at for, like, a half hour to an hour. Except, yeah, at least. Except Brendan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He likes Brendan. But I, I do a trick with Brendan where every time I've been outside with Gizmo when Brendan comes, so I think that Gizmo sees him outside, and then he comes in, and he's like, oh, okay, cool, you're coming in with us. I think he doesn't like people suddenly are there. Well, no, when you met and met, met me with Gizmo, he hated me that, too. He yeah. forgot who I was, because I went yeah. to pee right away, I guess, maybe. Yeah, and he was like, wait, 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 where'd she go? Yeah. But all right, so today we are doing our 70s recap and then another one of our top 10s. Um, 70s were the Aristocats, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, Robin Hood, The Many Adventures in Winnie the Pooh, The Rescuers, and Pete's Dragon. So, Courtney, I forgot to ask you this, I think, for the 60s, but do you have a theme for the 70s? Not this time. It's a little all over the place this time i think i think if i were oh no this is the furry time i forgot this is furries oh okay because the cats and the other thing the cats and robin hood and even the rescuers are the mice i can yeah and 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 we the poo yeah furries what mine is uh moving on from walt Oh, that's, yeah, that makes sense. This is, these are very different than what Walt was doing, too. That That's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, because Walt helped with the Aristocats. He was involved in Bedknobs, and I th- he was involved in Winnie the Pooh, and I think he was involved in Robin Hood, and then Rescuers and Pete's Dragon were completely without even his influence. Like, the other ones he didn't, he wasn't, like, overseeing, but, like, they either happened, wh- like, like, Winnie the Pooh, he was trying to get done earlier, and then mm-hmm. he, he, they'd made the shorts instead, but he still oversaw the shorts. And Aristocats, I think, he had some stuff going on. But Rescuers and Pete's Dragon, I think, were happening completely without him. And Bedknobs and Broomsticks, they were making around the time Mary Poppins, and they shelved it. Yeah. Pretty cool. 
Okay, let's go through and talk about each one. So the Aristocats, you liked the Aristocats. You didn't love it, but you think you liked it? Yeah, I didn't hate it. <coughs> I would yeah. watch it. I would watch it again if you said, I want to watch this. I'd say, uh, all right. Yeah, I like the Aristocats is one that I sleep on where I think I don't like it as much. Like, I, I still like it. I know I like it, but I it's definitely like on my lower ranking of like. And then when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, wait, no, I actually really like this one. I think it's one that if it, when I go to Paris, not that I have a trip scheduled, but like if I were ever to go to Paris, I think that I would like more. I think like once I'm there and I get like the Parisian vibe, I think I could be into it. Mm, maybe. But yeah, no. So what did you like the most about the Aristocats? What did you hate the most about the Aristocats? I like Thomas O'Malley the most, actually. You did. You really were into Thomas yeah. O'Malley as a character. It's nice just to have some guy who's just being male. nice. Yeah, like he yeah. wasn't doing... Sure, he thought that lady was hot, but he saw the babies. He's like, well, I better help all these people. Like, what the hell? Yeah, like as yeah, they're walking away, he's yeah. like, oh, you're not going to help her now that she's got kids? You know what? You're a rat, Thomas O'Malley. Yeah, I like that. The least... The thing I liked the least was probably that goose shit it seemed like completely pointless to the is whole it the movie. goose shit because you also thought the dog stuff went on too long yeah probably i didn't like the dog i actually completely forgot about the dog stuff yeah. so like i feel like both of those things weren't integral to the movie and i didn't understand why they were there yeah i, I think the dog stuff like it serves a function in a way to like dis. no because like because I was going to say, because, like, something had to go wrong for Edgar to go back. But, like, he could have got he a flat tire back. or something. Or, like... Yeah, but also he only went back for more dog stuff. Like, the dogs didn't, like, yeah. help anyone. The, the dogs didn't directly help the protagonist. I feel like they were just, like, comedic relief. And so it wasn't so dark that this butler was stealing these cats. Yeah. I just, I don't know. They weren't my favorite. The whole, yeah. yeah so that's probably why, like, if I could cut all that shit out, I think it would be better honestly my least i guess i could leave thing. the ducks in even though i didn't like them because they were creepy you can, you can cut them out i just didn't no i was just them. thinking about like at least the cats were in inter interacting with the ducks mm -hmm. so i guess my I least favorite thing well the, the the annoying girl answer would be obviously the Siamese cat like that whole thing is just fucking terrible and oh yeah I forgot about that too actually yeah I think you just I think you block shit that you I think like for you there's I hate this and then I just blocked it yeah like it just disappears I, from my knowledge base yeah and then um other than that though like if I were to pick an answer that wasn't just solely based on it being problematic I would say I thought the backgrounds kind of sucked. I don't remember them, so you're probably right. Like, I remember, like, like I'm trying to think about when, because it's, it's, it's at the beginning, and then, like, right at the end when they are going to uh, be reunited with Madame, and I feel like they put great detail in, like, the cat faces and, like, animating the cats. I feel like their movements were good, but I feel like they phoned it in on like where like where's lady and the tramp like lady and the tramp like the dogs were cute and they made the dogs all look cute and have distinct personalities and animate but the backgrounds were very detailed at the same time yeah 
Whereas this one, well, I that was like also it... kind of a downfall for Lady and the Tramp because like it was too much background. I, I thought no, I, it, was, it was the widescreen that made. Yeah, it but still, I feel like I didn't focus on the animals as much because I was looking at the background. Yeah. So it was a double That's whammy fair. of it being too big and the backgrounds you know, being too intricate. Yeah, like my favorite kinds of backgrounds in those movies are. Honestly, kind of like the ones in Robin Hood, where it's, or Sleeping Beauty, or where they're pretty, and they're soft, and they're, you have, like, the sense of things, but you can use your imagination a little bit. Yeah. So, like, the, the kind of backgrounds you're listing are, like, backgrounds where they're there, but, like, it's not too complex. Mm-hmm. Like, like Sleeping Beauty, like, there would be a couple trees, and then they kind of would just, like, paint underneath the trees. So, like, you didn't keep looking into it. Right. Whereas I feel like... Lady and the Tramp, you know, it was very well done, but it was very much like, and then there's this. It was busy. It was very busy, but like this one, I feel like it was busy, but busy in like a a child's art school project sort of way, where like it's a lot of shit just drawn in like last minute. It felt like the line, and I think it's because like they were making this movie for a little bit less, so like a lot of the line work is a bit rougher, which like I, I like for the characters, but like I thought it was kind of bad on like the people like i feel like edgar looked good but i feel like madame and george both had like really rough faces like I, I every time i looked at madame's face like i felt like maybe it was just because she was really wrinkly but like it looked rough to me and that's how the backgrounds looked where, like there was just too much line work going on if that makes sense mm-hmm. but yeah and overall i liked the aristocats and then bed knobs and broomsticks i just finished editing that saturday yeah i listened to it sunday morning so that one, like, I, it, I don't remember loving it, but I was, I seemed really engaged around it. Yeah, I think actually I was slightly more into it than I was the Aristocats, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't that... know if it's because it was something I never saw before, and I think yeah. I saw the Aristocats. I mean, for a two-hour movie, like, we really stayed in, engaged in the movie. There wasn't yeah. a lot of, like, dead silence to edit out. Yeah, no, so it was a pretty, I think it was a pretty good, like, I don't know, just, it was, it had a good plot, it had interest. It wasn't, like, completely boring. So that was good. And I like, I liked the character development they had. Did you come around for that guy, for Mr. Brown? No, he could still get fucked. Okay, I, I couldn't remember if you ended up coming around on him. No, he took credit for all of her magic powers, and he was garbage. Yeah. And I didn't you like know, that I... she ended up with him, I didn't like that either. No, it kind of made me like how the decision not to have Bert and Mary Poppins get together. Like, it kind of made me appreciate that decision a little bit more. Yeah. Because, like, them having a romance just seems like it was unnecessary but for the movie. Bert and Mary Poppins had way more romantic chemistry, actually, yeah, which they, is they bizarre did have to more me. Chemistry. Yeah. Like, if they got together, my brain would have been like, oh, that makes sense. This one, I didn't kind of, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And I, I just, like, I think. Because he was like, insufferable. He was insufferable. She was so fiercely independent. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Whereas, like, so was Mary Poppins, but. Mary Poppins and Bert at least had, like, a companionship. Bert respected the hell out of Mary Poppins, and I think that was the difference. He was like, she's amazing, look at all this cool stuff she does, check this out. She 
I don't feel like he said she taught, but it seemed like he was sharing her lessons, so I feel like he respected her. And well, he I always mean, gave her like, credit for it. Well, just like, I, I do feel like he taught her lessons. Like, and not in a way where, like, he was taking them for his own, but in a way, yeah. like, Mary Poppins taught me this, and I'm going to help her teach yeah. this to you because you are a man that doesn't respect women. So, mm-hmm. like, like, I feel like he did the thing, and, like, you know, this is a conversation for, like, you know, feminists to have. Where, like, is it better if a man defers to us or helps spread our message? And I feel like he does the latter. Where, like, he he's not talking over Mary Poppins, but there is this male space that he is in that she cannot be in. And instead of him trying to force her into this male space where men aren't going to listen to her, he at least is still using her platform in this male space. Yeah, and he ranks. absolutely, whenever he talks to someone that anybody other than, you know, Papa... More bucks or whatever his name was. Mr. Banks, but something. <laughs> yeah, Papa Morbucks. Anyone else, he always said, oh, yeah, I learned this from Mary Poppins. Like, it, it was, he was good. I, I, no, I would have yeah. appreciated that far more than I did Douchebag Magoo and my lady I mean, and together. Like, I just also don't get, like, why she felt, because, like, he was mean, like, not mean, but he was very disrespectful, like, oh, I'm going to keep this because women lose everything, and yeah. then, like, he loses it, and she's just like, I should have known that you can't take things from one world to another, instead of her being like, guess you lost it, too, and then her being like, you know, it's okay, though. Yeah, and she had her own fucking house, she had, she was doing magic when he couldn't, like, I mm-hmm. don't understand, I, I can't get behind that, it didn't make any sense, like, I, I kind of like that he went off to join the war effort. I was like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, at least he's not just like... But yeah, okay, so then the next one was Robin Hood. Oh, I liked that one. I I think I don't like Robin Hood, but again, like, listening to it back, I, it sounded like I enjoyed it the whole time, and I really fucked with Lady Cluck this time. Yeah, I liked all the... The songs are good in this one, too. I think the songs are good. I think that they're just boring to me. Like, like, like. If oh I pay yeah. No, I like them, the folksy sound. I don't have a sound. problem with them. I, yeah, I, I like, think that I like, like the folksy music. I like um. I like like couple duet songs, like you see more in the Renaissance, and I like um, I like the big power ballads. So like the folksy, like it would have been like fine if it was like one or one or two in the beginning for the credits. And then, like, I don't like the songs like Love and, F- and Fox and the Hound or, like, the, the, the couple we had in The Rescuers where it's just, like, a woman singing while people are doing stuff. That tends to lose my interest. But, so I didn't love th- – that's probably, like, I'll say the thing that I didn't like the most about the Robin Hood is just, like – oh, we didn't do that for uh, Black Cauldron. Not Black Cauldron. Bedknobs and Broomsticks. But I think the thing we, – we both agree the thing we hated the most was that guy. Yeah. What did we like? Oh, I, I the bubble, like, the animation, like, of the people with, like, the animated characters is probably what I liked the most. Like, that bubble curtain in, in the fish, like, them dancing in the fish scene is probably, like, my favorite thing. I hated it because the music was terrible. Yeah. What was, was your favorite thing from it? Her being a witch? Yeah, probably. Cool. Okay, so, with, yeah, with Robin Hood, my least favorite thing is probably the, um the music like i like the two songs i like a lot but then i'm pretty See, much i done. like the music for the same reason i like the music in the the movie that must not be named because it tells the story it's not like mm-hmm. it, it makes it a musical that's the difference and i like that i like that it's part of like driving the plot that's fair yeah i like i said just didn't do it it's for not me, your but... yeah the... but it's definitely one of those things where like 
it's not bad. It's just not my yeah. cup of tea. Like, yeah. like I definitely like when you're like, oh, I like it. I'm like, oh, I can see that. That makes sense. Like it's not like mm-hmm. something like you're coming out here being like, well, I liked the guy in uh, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, and I'm like, really? Hmm? No, I hated it. Yeah, I don't uh, know if I actually had a least favorite thing in Robin Hood. Yeah, I, I guess you you liked the other ending more, so that could be your your cheat. Yeah, answer. I did like the other ending a lot more actually. Mm-hmm. But I didn't hate. Th- yeah, either way, I didn't really have like a nothing bothered me about the movie really. So. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing about the movie is probably. I feel like Robin Hood. They did a really good job of being true to the character. Like, like there was never something that felt out of character. Like, like Sir Hiss was Sir Hiss the whole time. Like Prince John was Prince John. I feel like they they really explored like almost like with Snow White, where like I, I feel like they really explored like okay, if this character is a niche character, what can we do with this niche character that's still funny, but still like true to the character? Like I feel like not that other characters haven't been true to like who the character is, but I feel like we've seen more character developmenty things. Whereas this one, the characters were who they were the whole time, but they really got to explore, like, humor with these characters. Yeah, I like the Friar guy a lot, actually. Yeah, Friar Tuck. Yeah, yeah, he had a whole lot of development and stuff, too. I like that. I, 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 when I was listening back to it, I really enjoyed, like, how tickled I was when he started fighting back with the sheriff. Because I hated the sheriff, man. You really did. Yeah. You know what it was? I think it was because even though Prince John was more evil... He was funny, and I felt bad for him, whereas the sheriff, like, didn't have, like, a compelling back. Like, I, like, Prince John, I'm like, I get it. Like, your mom likes, you know, your brother more, and you're living in his shadow, and I kind of get it. Like, you're you're shitty, and you should stop being shitty, but, like, I at least can, like, empathize with you. Whereas the sheriff, I'm like, there's nothing good about you. You're a dickhole. Yeah. But, because I was thinking, I I was like, why did I think one was more evil than the other? And it's not that I found one more evil. I mean... It's not that I found the sheriff more evil. It's that I couldn't find anything sympathetic with him. So I could just hate him. I didn't have to feel conflicted about it. Oh, yeah. See, I just hated Prince John because he was so greedy. Really yeah. Did like, like, we've talked about it before. I'm, I'm terrible yeah. with uh, complicated villains. I need my villains just straight up. I can hate him, and I hate him. Yep. Which so Ben's Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh, if if we have people who are easily offended, I think it's the one where they're going to be offended. Oh, you think? When they're going to be like, I'm an adult and I like Winnie the Pooh. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah, because I said it's like for babies. Yeah. You, it I, is. I, I not, like, I'm not saying that, like, you can't enjoy it as an adult. I didn't. I, don't, I wasn't, like, I don't sold on it, it out the gate. I don't but, think it's it's as juvenile as, like... Like, I wouldn't say it's for babies. It's definitely for kids, I would say. But, like, I think that you could be, like, an older child and still... Like, like I, I think you could be as old as 9 or 10 and still enjoy it. Yeah, I just... Ugh. I just I think the nostalgia isn't just as, just isn't as strong for you. No, probably not. It just wasn't for... Mm. I don't know. I, I think 9 or 10's even pushing it for Winnie the Pooh, honestly. I think What'd you're... You I think nine or ten's pushing it for Winnie the Pooh. Honestly, I think you got the nostalgia blinders on a little bit. There's Maybe. not like 
they don't have like a lot of like little kid jokes though is what i'm saying like there's mm-hmm. not a lot of like jokes like 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 in in later disney movies like there'll be like fart jokes and stuff that you know they're pandering to like little kids who are gonna find that funny they don't have like a lot of like little kid jokes oh yeah see i feel like winnie the pooh being so incredibly stupid is a little kid joke no, because I think that some of like like I don't I'm not saying it's for adults, yeah. but like like the trespassers will sign, like little kids aren't gonna get that. I know. But I think a like a ten year old is gonna be frustrated that Pooh's like Pooh. Yeah, no, I think I, I could see someone being frustrated with how dumb Pooh is, but like if all the characters were that dumb, I think that that then it would feel like it was more childish, but I feel like it's very obvious that Pooh is supposed to be the dumbest. Yeah, it's just... Oh. Alright. Yeah. So I don't... Yeah, I don't feel like it's, like... Like, don't get me... Like, like and the ride, too, in Disney, I feel like maybe that also is making it feel like it's, a, like, a younger kid thing for you, because it's a very, like... It, like, It's not, like, a thrill ride. It's a very, like, easy ride. Well, I didn't feel that way about the Peter Pan ride, and that was an easy ride. Hmm. Yeah, but they're, they're like the 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 mood of them is different. Like the like Peter Pan's like in the dark, and so it's kind of like not scarier, but like well, the heffalumps happened. Just that one part though. The yeah, rest but that of was pretty, the like, only. Bright. I don't know. The heffalumps was pretty scary actually. They're creepy. I don't like them. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Just not for me. Mhm. I guess my favorite part was Tigger. Yeah, Tigger's pretty cute. My I like I I um. My favorite thing about Winnie the Pooh movie is how they play with it being a book. Yeah, like, that's, that's kind of cute. All the time, like, the water washes away the letters, or to get Tigger down, they just turn the book sideways and he can walk down on the letters. Like, I, I, I think that that was really clever. And I, one of the things about Winnie the Pooh, just like, uh, people, I feel like Katie, I think Katie wants to have a Winnie the Pooh nursery whenever it's time. And, like, I love the idea of Winnie Winnie the Pooh nursery, whether it's, like, current Winnie the Pooh or, like, the older, like, illustrations. But the thing I love the most about Winnie the Pooh is, like, that first time you look at the map and, like, it's not, like, a map with just, like, things written down. It's, like, each of the map, like, almost like in Kingdom Hearts, where, like, the map goes to these different places, but those places are places on the map. Does that that make sense? Yeah, it's like like that in a lot of games. Yeah, yeah, but I and mm-hmm. like, but I I like that with Winnie the Pooh. It's not just like that in like a game format. It's like that in the mm-hmm. movie where like over here is Pooh's treehouse, and there he is existing right there in front of his treehouse mm-hmm. instead of it just being like a printed image. And then in the books, like it, it's a printed image, but it still feels like you know, like when you look at like a map of like Mordor or something, like it's all, yep, this is this is worth how how Frodo walked to get to Mordor. Whereas with this, it's like, yep, and over here is this, and over here, and it's like, it's like, bam, bam, bam. They're just like little like pictures on the map instead of like points on the map. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my favorite thing about Winnie the Pooh. It's just all the stuff with the book and the map. Then we had the rescuers. That was probably my favorite movie of the whole decade, actually. Whatever the mine was Winnie the Pooh, but whatever the opposite of nostalgia glasses is, I had for the rescuers. Were like this is one that I thought I was not going to like because I didn't like it much when I was little, but now that I'm older, it was really enjoyable. Yeah, I really liked the rescuers. I didn't remember. 
I don't know if I don't think I had the Rescuers VHS, so I probably never saw it actually. Mm-hmm. But I re- I had the Down Under VHS. I thought you had the. VHS oh, I had to. Yeah, I did. Me had the topless girl. Or maybe we just liked the. Maybe I liked Down Under more, so that's the one we watched. Because you have said that you liked Down Under more. I. But I don't remember that either, to be honest with you. I think like you know. In the same vein that we talked about Mary Poppins and Bert, like, this was probably one of my top three favorite couples so far. Mm-hmm. Like, he was so supportive of her, and she was so, like, accepting of him. Like, he was a little afraid guy, but he, also her belief in him made him braver. Like, I think that this is one of, the, like, the few Disney couples that, like, shows, you know, you can't change people, but you can encourage people to be their best selves and i really think that they had like bianca and bernard had that oh yeah i liked yeah this was i really liked robin hood but (sighs) but i feel like the rescuers was such a surprise to me Mm -hmm. that that it was you knew you were gonna like robin hood yeah yeah the, the pleasant surprise of no i get that yeah uh what was your least favorite thing about it? Mm. That I'm not sure if the Mr. Cat, Mr. Tibbs, maybe, I think the cat's name was, went with Penny at the end. I wasn't it sure. Wasn't, it wasn't Mr. Tibbs, it was Mr. Something. But no, I think she think she took him with her. But I don't I could, Yeah, it, didn't, it wasn't, like, very... Clear. In Oliver and Company, when they were planning on bringing her back, they were going to have her have him to show that she she kept her promise to take him with her. So, I'm gonna believe that yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna believe too because I think they were she, he was her familiar. The thing I didn't like about it was, and this is really me just looking for something. Like if if I had to pick something. I would say I don't like that it seemed to take a lot of time to get to what the point of the movie was. Where, like, they were going to help Penny, but it feels like there was a lot of stuff to actually going down to help Penny. And then it just kind of, like, wrapped up really quickly, it felt like. Like, um, they had to go to Madame, what's-her-face, it's not Ursula, I almost called her Ursula, Madame Medusa? Yeah. They had to go to, like, their pawn shop. But I feel like it could have been on the letter where she was. Or, like, they like like I feel like they could have done that in a tidier way without us having to waste the time to go there just to, like, find out that she was leaving and packing up. Um, and then, like, flying down with Orville. Like, because he wasn't really... It's not like he... St- you know, like, how, like... Normally, when they introduce a sidekick like that, they hang around. Like, Evan Rude. But, like, yeah. it feels like he, he was just kind of, like, in it to be there and be funny for a minute, and then he was just gone. So well, see, I, I kind of liked – I liked going to the pawn shop, and I liked even that because it was building the mouse world. Hmm. It was giving you – you got insight into, like, the struggles of, like, oh, they can't just hop in this car with her. Or they can't get That's on the fair. plane. I... Yeah, I liked that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I to me, I was just kind of like, I want to get where we're going. I want to save Penny. But my favorite thing about it, other than, like, their coupledom, is is that, and I I, th- I was worried I overhyped it to you, and I still think I might be overhyping it, based off of, like, remembering it being the only thing I liked about the movie when I was little. 
but like when the the lantern shines on the diamond down in the cave and how pretty it was Mm -hmm. like in my head like that was the best part of the movie when i was little and so now i'm like it's it's the best part of the movie and i'm like is it though or are you older now that other things are the best part and i'm like no it's the diamond because it was was pretty cool yeah and i like that like I don't think they were trying to do any symbolism, but I like the the symbolism in, like, this beautiful, beautiful thing was hidden inside something so, like, dark. Because mm-hmm. it was inside a guy's skull. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Okay. And then the last one of the decade was Pete's Dragon. Bad Doms was way better than Pete's Dragon. I loved Pete's Dragon. <laughs> oh. I think it was. It's, yeah. I... I think that they had different things that appealed to us differently, so they made it better for each of us. Like, I think that you really jived with What's-Her-Face more than I did, but I really jived with What's-Her-Face more than you did. Because I do feel like it's the strong women characters that made the movies for us. Yeah, I didn't jive with this other woman. I don't remember her name, even. Yeah, no, I don't remember, like really anything about peace dragon other than it was okay no i liked i liked the song i liked pete's dragon more than bed knobs because a of the woman but also b i think i the music appealed to me more i think the music felt more like a musical to me like a broadway mm-hmm. musical so yeah. i was into it more because even like the creepy like hill folk had like funny broadway numbers and then like candle in the water slaps i don't care who you are candle in the water slaps and I like that big, it's a big ballad like I like. And I didn't like the kid, like honestly, the worst part of Pete's Dragon for me is probably Pete. Because like okay. the villain in it, like I, I was super into that villain. I just wanted to like a nice like sandwich between me and that that, that villain and that woman. But like Bedknobs didn't have like a villain. It had that creepy like snidely whiplash guy in that office with, who threatened a child with a knife. But, like, he wasn't, like, that, that compelling a villain because he was in it for, like, two minutes, three minutes. Yeah. I lied. The best thing about Bedknobs and Broomsticks was uh, the Portobello Road dance number. Mm-hmm. Which I looked it up, and on the soundtrack, it is its own song. Doesn't have any song- lyrics, though, does it? Yeah, but if you type in Bedknobs and Broomsticks songs, it lists in- the instrumentals, too. Like, and interludes and finales pop up. So, I don't know. Well, you read the definition of a song, and it requires lyrics. Yeah, but, like, then what do you call a song that doesn't have lyrics? What is it called, then? An instrumental. Music. But, so, an instrumental doesn't count as a song? No. Unless it has... Hey, Google. Does an instrumental count as a song? Okay. Here's a Spotify playlist called Instrumental Backdrop. I'm Googling it. Hey, Google, don't play the backdrop. Google, Google, stop. Playing the album Backdrop on Spotify. This bitch. <laughs> this is your fault. Hey, Google, stop. Is an instrumental a song? An instrumental is a recording without any vocals, although it might include some inarticulate vocals, such as shouted backup vocals in a big band setting. Through semantic widening, a broader sense of the word song may refer to instrumentals. So, no. Depending on how wide your semantics are. 
It's a piece of music, a composition. According to forums.stevehoffman.tv, that one says, of course it's a song. It's a piece of music, a composition. Who says it requires singing? The word song. Sing. Yeah. Song. Then I'm going to change the question because we are... No, because like like that 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 makes Fantasia irrelevant then. Well, I figure like for ones that have no songs, you have to pick something else. It doesn't mean you change them. But but what if like what if there's a movie where I don't like any of the the like the, the, the songs, the lyrics, but I do like an instrumental song? You can't call it that happens. It's not an instrumental song. Okay, what if I like the instrumental piece? And then you could say that, I guess. So yeah, I I don't know, Courtney. I think this is one of those things where, like, the definition doesn't match, but, like, language is fluid and changes all the time, and this is one of those things that's changed, (laughs) as our understanding has. Like, how, like, gay doesn't mean happy anymore. It still technically does, but, like, if you say gay, what are people, like, people think of? I think if you say, tell me your favorite song to most people on the entire planet it's going to be something with lyrics if you say tell me your favorite instrumental not if you're talking you to like different. a classical person like, like no Mr. chris like, chris isn't a classical person I, yeah but i think that's that's one person for like you're taking one person to represent the group i bet you mr Waite would say the same thing because he was a chorus teacher as well i think that there it's possible to ha- i don't know I think that there are people who might pick instrumental songs. I really don't. I don't know. I think so. If you I can find that... me a person, I will concede this I'm just this like, point. what's your favorite song? And they would pick an instrument. They would pick yeah. one with lyrics. But, okay. So I do think that would be harder. I think that there's still probably, the odds are likely there's someone out there that that exists for. I'm but sure. I do, I do think also by the same like argument though, if I went to people on the street and I was like, hey, listen, and I played like Beethoven's Fifth, I'm like, is this a song? They would all say yes. I don't know. I'm willing to walk across the hallway right now, knock on my neighbor's door and play Beethoven's Fifth for him and ask him if it's a song. Okay, go do it then. All right. <laughs> okay, turn the mic. <laughs> Can I call somebody instead instead of having to go across the hallway? Here. I'm going to change the bet. Okay. So let me ask you this instead. Mm. If instead of having to go across the hallway to my neighbor and making him think I'm weird, if instead I let you pick somebody in my phone for me to call and ask, any you get to pick the person so you know it's not a biased person that I've already had this conversation with. Because they still think I'm normal. <laughs> well, you're not, though. Uh... Yeah, but I'm, I'm like a normal neighbor. Where did I put my phone? Let me get my phone. Okay. I'm going to ask Chris, and you can ask somebody. Okay, are you calling Chris? I can't call him. He's at work, but I'll text him. He might answer me. Okay. I am going to call Katie first, and then I'm going to call Brendan. That's cheat. Yeah, I guess that's okay if I'm calling Chris.
Let me call Katie first because Katie does not listen to the podcast. So, Courtney and I are recording the podcast, so you are being recorded right now. Okay. Um, do you think, Courtney, you asked the question, because I don't want to ask this in an incorrect way. Define a song. What is a song? What? What do you think is a song? Like, something with, like, a melody? Would you count, like, Beethoven's Fifth, the song that's like, dun-dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun-dun, as a song? Yeah. Even though it doesn't have any lyrics? Oh, yeah, I definitely don't think a song has to have lyrics. Okay. Okay, thank you. Yep. All right. Now, Brendan. You like that I'm very clear with people that I am recording them because it's illegal. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What do you mean no? Well, yeah. <laughs> Your call has been forwarded to uh, an automatic. Someone takes his job seriously. Damn. Let's see if we can find somebody else who will answer. My- oh, Zach will answer my phone in the middle of the day. You just ask him to define a song. I don't think he's working this week. His work is making them work one week off another week because of COVID. Yo, yo. Hello. Before you say anything else, uh, you are being recorded right now. Courtney and I are filming the podcast, so you are being recorded for the podcast. That's scary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you define what a song is? What a song is? Yes. Um, musical number typically with the lyrics. Bam. But typically, it does not require lyrics? I mean, no. But if I I said, ask him if I said, what's your favorite song, if anything without lyrics would ever cross his mind. Is this some sort of test? Am I failing? If (laughs) If Courtney were to ask you your favorite song, would any songs without lyrics cross your mind? Um... Probably not, no. But that's not necessarily his bias about not not considering them songs. Zach doesn't listen to music without lyrics. Like, Zach, you don't really listen to instrumental music. Yeah, I do not. That's, but not, that's not really his, his That doesn't mean those aren't songs. But, like, is, is Zelda Ocarina of Time a song? That's a game. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but, like... It's the, a musical the, number, isn't it? The music in the background, does it count as a song? Oh, yeah, that's... Well, it's called background music, isn't it? It's called background music, not songs. It's called background music, not background songs, is what Courtney says. <clears throat> okay, so the argument is Courtney believes that songs have to have lyrics. Is that what is that what's going on? They here? have to have something sung. Okay. They have to have uh, something well, sung, is what she is positing. Okay. I don't know. Like, I can 
I can see where she's coming from on that, but I do disagree with her. I don't think that lyrics turn. I don't think that lyrics are what make a song a song. I think it's just music. Because by definition, it has to have lyrics. But I'm arguing that this is one of those things where vocabulary is fluid and it's not what people's general understanding is anymore. Yes, couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Well, all right. You guest start on the podcast. Oh, I'm happy to be part of it. Thanks. We're recapping the '70s. Do you want to? T- do you want me to read you the '70s movies and you tell us which one's your favorite? Hell yeah, go for it. The Aristocats, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, Robin Hood, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, The Rescuers, Pete's Dragon. Ooh, damn. This, um, this is your ten seconds to decide which one's your favorite and say something you like about it. Starting now. I'm gonna go with the Aristocats because I like cats. Fair enough. A plus. But Robin Hood is a close second. Okay. Well, goodbye, Zach. Goodbye. Thanks. Thanks for something. I don't know. <laughs> I thought goodbye was the end of it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. If you and Chris don't work out, Zach might be your son. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Happy 11 year anniversary, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris, uh, Chris, uh, I said, would you consider instrumental music songs or like you know instrumentals and he said in regards to what i'm gonna call and ask john why because i don't know well because he's a musician i guess yeah because you're asking a musician too and i wonder if like that'll make that would have made my answers differently if one of the Two people I called was a musician. He is also the only one who I could see minding me calling and recording him for the podcast, so we'll find out. I could, because he doesn't like me taking photos or videos of him. John is like one of the three people in the world who will like will stop doing something if your phone is pointed at him and make sure that you're not recording. He might not answer me either. This is John Francali. Oregon health workers who got stuck in a snowstorm on their way back from a COVID-19 vaccination event went car to car injecting stranded drivers before several of the doses expired. Smart people. Would it surprise you to know that... No, that is a man. I was going to say that they were women. (laughs) (laughs) One of them is. I think someone on Discord answered me. Let me look. Did you ask the group in Discord? I asked my, my boys, yeah. Uh, I think this is Brady. Brady says, a song has words, period. Who's Brady? Some guy I know, I don't know. Huh. He's a member of the Bomb Squad. The Bomb Squad? <laughs> yeah. A song has words. Thanks, Brady. My man. Let me give him a thumbs up. I really wanted Michael to answer me. Why? He said, an instrumental can't be sang because there aren't words. So how is it a song? Oh, I see. I... <laughs> He's never heard me do Beethoven's fifth. Should I call him and do it quick for I think ba 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 I can... 
I can sing anything. Yeah, give him a thumbs up again. All right, well, I think we're just going to argue on this point forever. Yeah. I'm going to keep saying songs, but I'm going to say then that Portobello Road. I'm not going to go back and change it, but I am saying here that Portobello Road dance music is my favorite. Right. But your point still stands. It's only my favorite because the dancing, not the music itself. Yeah. So, for what it's worth, no. I guess, the, I, guess, I guess this whole argument is to say, no, it's still not my favorite song in it because it's more just my favorite part in it. So this whole thing was unnecessary. But – we had some guest stars. Wasn't that fun for them? Oh, Zach's already fun. messaging me about it. Zach's like, ah, I was a guest star and I didn't sound like a fool. No, he, he kind of was like right between us, actually. So it didn't really. Which is like so Zach. Zach <laughs> is a man who can find like like the 34th parallel between like North Korea and South Korea. Mm-hmm. Zach is the person who's sitting on like the 33.5th parallel. And he's like, no, everything's fine, guys. Everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even know what he was talking like why he's he was doing that like in any situation zach is switzerland like anyone <laughs> okay but yeah so yeah pete's dragon had like a lot of fun songs and stuff that i like too mm-hmm. but i definitely hated pete like i like i didn't find the kid cute or enjoy honestly i would have much rather just had this movie about how elliot like was just you know no because you needed pete because he was like the whole fucking finding my home was the whole thing of the story yeah but all right that was Pete's Dragon. Yeah. What did you like about Pete's Dragon? I don't think you said what you liked the most about it. I thought it would be, you know, dragons because I really like dragons. No. No. Because he wasn't the kind of dragon. He, he wasn't actually, a good dragon. He, you argued for most of it that he wasn't actually even a dragon. Did I really? Mm-hmm. Not most of it, but at least in the beginning, you were like, this isn't a dragon. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he did breathe fire eventually, I guess, but, like, he wasn't. Yeah. He didn't have any treasure to protect. Yeah. Uh, Unless, you know, the treasure was friendship. He didn't even protect it. He abandoned it. After he made sure it was safe. No, the dragons protect... Stop. That that didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like how I hid behind the microphone so you couldn't see? (laughs) I'm sure it did fun stuff with my audio quality. I guess my favorite part was... The villain? Was it my guy? Yeah, that all that kind of thing's always fun. It's sure. Just his cape. Yeah, snake oil salesmen are always kind of funny. Yeah. All right, that was the seventies then. All yeah. in all, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it as much as I initially thought I was going to. Yeah, I. This was on the up and up for me, actually. Nope. Cause I yeah, cause I, like looking at it, I thought, let me see, I th- I knew I'd like Winnie the Pooh, and I knew I would like the Aristocats. I love Winnie the Pooh. I like the Aristocats, and I'm okay with Robin Hood. Um, but the other ones I thought I didn't like, and I liked everything. Still you know, Winnie the Pooh. I might the actually watch the Rescuers on my own again. That's how much I liked it. Wow, mm-hmm. we haven't had one of those in a while. No. I think I'd only watch Robin Hood with Timmy. Or me. Yeah. I mean, like, outside of you, obviously, because I'd watch any of these with you again, obviously. Not Fantasia. Or some of those anthologies. If you said, I really want to watch these again, I'd be like, can we do something else while we do it? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. 
I am more hype. I'm, I'm looking at the 80s mm-hmm. list. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. John's here. Oh. I know. John. John, can you hear me? This. John, can you hear me? Testing. I can hear you, but you couldn't hear me. Oh, now I can hear you. Okay, I am recording you right now. I am filming the podcast, but I had a question for you. Why am I being recorded? Because, because it's literally he's a in the musician. Of the Tell him he's a musician. It's, a, it's a, a music, music question. question, and you're a musician. But I can edit you out if you would like to be edited out. Just ask him the question. Okay, what's the question? Can you define what a song is? No, a piece of—I don't know—a a piece of music that's built that's uh, a structured piece of music. I don't know. Okay, so do you think a song needs to have lyrics? No. Does it so have to have something like, sung to be a song? Does it have to have something sung? Like, does it? Does it? Do you have to be able to sing along with it? No. Okay. That's it. That's all. That was the question. Okay. But if someone were to ask you, what's your favorite song? Would you think of any instrumental songs? There are some, sure. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks. I love you. Love you too. Bye. There you go. I don't know. Is it because he paused so long in defining song? Yeah. <laughs> you seem suspect that it. Yeah. I don't... He was thinking. I, yeah, and then it was also the. Um, sure, there are some. When you said, "Would would your favorite be one without lyrics?" And you're always yelling at me that best and favorite mean, like, top tier, not just things that you like. It might have been how I phrased the question. Like, I should have said then, if I asked you for your favorite song, is it a song with lyrics? Yeah. But that's okay. Uh, Either way, I think this is a divisive question we didn't know we had. We should make (laughs) it a poll for this. (laughs) I'll do it. Let's just, let's just throw it up on Facebook. Does a quick. song have to be sung? <laughs> or does it have to have lyric? I don't know. All right. Anyway, can we do our tops? I'm really excited. Um, or are you making it a poll right now? I'm making it a poll right now. So could you just talk about something related to the podcast or, or just anything else in your life? Oh, good Lord. That's a lot of pressure. I wasn't ready. I don't even know. I just if like that. If you had to pick the best character out of each movie, who's the best character out of each of the movies? Uh, Thomas O'Malley, Angela Lansbury, it was, I guess, King Richard, he was still cool. I love that you love King Richard the most. I do, because he, he wasn't, you don't have to be, like, in the thing to, he was still in the story, you just didn't see him, doesn't mean he wasn't there. And then, like he physically was not there. Yeah, but he was there in spirit. And you still know of him. It's like when you were reading Game of Thrones and you were reading and you were hearing all about like you know Stannis Baratheon in the first book. You knew he was a character. He wasn't so there for the, yet. For the polls. Uh. My question is, does a song need to have lyrics? To be a song 
or is there a better way to phrase it? Are you thinking? No, I think that's fine. Okay. And the options are just yes or no. Oh, I got another answer from uh, Alan. He said... Alan Shockey or Alan Craig? Shockey. He said, if you scat on the, on the instrumental tracks, that counts as vocals, but it has to have some singing. And then he sent me a, a scat video. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to say, can an instrumental count as a song? And I'm just going to do yes, no, no, yes. I feel like it should be, does a song have to have lyrics? Okay, so just take the can an instrumental count out? Yeah. Because I was just going to make it two different questions and then give like a yes, colon, yes, yes, colon, no, no, colon, no, no, semicolon, yes, which no one would pick. I'll just do, I'll, I'll make it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. I think scat and whistling would be considered song, but not just playing guitar. Mandatory. So then... I wonder the song, if the song at the beginning of Robin Hood. Send them the one where dee da dee da dee da dee. That counts. Dee da dee dee doo. Yeah, that counts for sure. Let me go vote on this poll. Yes, you put no, no we, first. We can't, we can't. We can't vote on it. <laughs> okay, unvote. Unvote, so people don't know. Okay. All right. Unvoted. Okay. Anyway. Because we can't bias them. Oh, well, they're all your friends. <laughs> That's through no fault of my own. You could have invited people. I don't have any friends. I made a whole Facebook just for you. That's enough. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm fine with you not inviting people, but it can't be used against me that I've added people. Oh, no. I, anyway. Can we do the sidekicks? I'm excited. I want to know who well, you're... Or no, the, the villains. So, I just... why, don't you, why don't you tell them what our top ten is today? Villains! It's our top ten favorite villains. So not the top ten scariest or most badass, just like the ones that we like the most. I picked a scary one, though. Okay, that, but that, that, yeah, they can be scary or badass, but like, it's we're not basing the list off of it. It's not like a ranking of most badass. Yeah, I picked one because he scared me the most. Oh. Ooh. Mm. Okay, so we'll do number 10 through 2, and then before number 1, we'll do our honorable mention. Did you have an honorable mention? I did. Oh, okay. I Give put it in there. 10. Number 10 is Tomatoa. Yeah, I know you hate him and you hate his song, but he I'm looks wrong. cool. Yeah, he lo- he does look cool. Um, For the coloring book that Ashley uh, does, uh, they have a really cool Tomatoa one. Yeah, I like it. I like how he looks. I like... I like him, and I like sea monsters, and hello. Yeah, no, that makes sense. No, he makes sense for you. And he's funny. He is really funny. I just... Mm-hmm. I don't hate him as a character. I just didn't like his song. Yeah, no, I like I like him a lot. He's he's pretty cool. He's like a dragon, because he t- collects his treasure and protects it. 
Yeah, I do like that. He is like he's almost like a sea dragon. Mm-hmm. Like a sea monster. No, Tamato's a good one. Okay, who's your ten? <laughs> what are you laughing for already? <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> like like you're either gonna love it or you're gonna think it's so stupid. I'm ready. It's is it's Bellwether from Zootopia. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> She's the little sheep. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's that fine. Whole... That was good. It's It was surprising. I like she that. Like this, whole, this whole intense plan. It takes down this fucking lion. And it's totally just about, like, fucking overthrowing, like, the 1%. Yeah, no, like, I like it. strong alpha predators because she wants the prey to, like, rise up. Oh, yeah, for sure. I like that a lot. That's a good yeah. one. Thank you. I, yeah, I love that she had this whole plan. I love that she, like, you know, because, cause, like, I think it's a common Disney trope that we don't know who the bad guy is, and it's, like, revealed to us. Mm-hmm. And, like, she is one where, like, I just did not see it coming that she was the bad guy because she was no. so meek and little. Mm-hmm. And she's voiced by Jenny Slate, and Jenny Slate's, like, one of my favorite women comedians. I love her. So, yeah, Bellwether. Number nine for me. Is more dear. Is that the bear? Yeah. Okay. Because everybody else, more dear. And it's really fun, and he's scary. And he yeah, has I a good backstory. I... He has this whole backstory about how he's, he's... the one with the scratched face, right? Yeah, he. it's because he, um, he fought his spoil. brothers. It spoils. Well, I mean, we're... F- I mean, I spoiled Zootopia. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just like... saying, like, like, we should have said the beginning. Like, I'll, I'm going to put it. I'll put it in... I'll put it in when I post it. That spo- like remember spoilers happen on the on the recaps. Yeah. But yeah, more de, more de. Like that did I do it yeah. right? More de. Yeah. More de. I've never seen yeah. it. I mean, but I've never seen it. I mean, I saw it once with you. Ooh. But I like the one song from Brave a lot. Like I know that that's kind of off the thing, but like I want you to know that that's like on my running playlist and stuff. I want you to know that I keep checking the Facebook. I have to put my phone away because I'm just going to keep fucking... Yeah, you're going to keep looking at it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Number nine for me was Cruella de Vil. Well, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I like her. I think she... I mean, I I just... I like the villains who are... I like villains where I understand, like, why they're going for what they're going for. But, like, Cruella de Vils is just, like, so evil. Like, like to me, she's one of the most evil because it's just fucking, like, a coat of puppies. Like, no. No. She's not even that. on my list. Yeah. No, and I, 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 I just, I love her big personality. Like, I, because, like, I feel like, you know, villain women, like, I feel like women just in general, like, you know, you take up as little space as possible. But, like, like Bellwether. But fucking Cruella de Vils just comes in and she's all like, nope, I got a big flouncy coat. I like to just throw my smoke around. Ah I like it. Hmm. She's an, she's an HBIC. Oh yeah. No, I, like, I get I get I get around. the fascination. I just She just didn't do it for you. But yeah, I like her. And I like the half black, half white hair. Like what mm-hmm. an icon. I mean Like just Dodie Smith, what an idea. The half black, half white hair like cause you see a half black, half white hair, Cruel Deville comes to mind. Yeah. Iconic. A plus Gaston. Okay, okay. Tell me why. He's really dumb and it's funny. And no one does half the shit he does, like Gaston. Yeah, and nobody, like, everybody, like, 
just assumes he's like the best because he's like big and tough and I guess he's like he does something for the town but like I I have things to say back to that but yeah. I'm gonna wait to when I get to Gaston on my list oh ah yeah our first overlap he's really silly and I like it okay because my reading on Gaston is actually different from yours oh really okay yeah but so my number eight is Judge Claude Frollo from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh. Yeah, I really like, because some of these villains I also picked, not necessarily for them as the character, but like the message that they also deliver. And I love mm -hmm. Frollo being like, this is what happens if you believe in something so much that you believe it blindly without listening to your own morality. Because he believes in God so much, but he doesn't hold himself accountable to the same laws. And like... Fucking, he actually, like, if we were to do, like, our most evil list, he might be the guy I think is the most evil. Because, like, he almost murdered a fucking baby. Like, straight yeah, up almost just dropped most, the baby down a well. My most evil would probably be Madame Medusa. But she's not on my list either, because I hated okay. her so much. Yeah, but no, Frollo, and, like, Fro yeah, Frollo was just scary. And, like, like the, all the flames as he burned down, like, the cathedral, like... Mm -hmm. The fact that like he he is one of the few villains that we have that we've seen who like is lustful. Yeah. Like, half of his villainy is just that he wanted to bone to Esmeralda and like the guilt he had about that because like of the 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 need to be pious. Like he is such a complex villain and I really really like it and like the songs mm -hmm. he has are really good too. Yeah. Like, like Hellfire's on my running playlist, and I have to tell you, every time it comes on, I'm like, this isn't, this song isn't fast enough, why do I keep it on? And then, like, halfway through, I'm like, Hellfire! <laughs> <laughs> it's burning in my skin. It's just, like, the, the pacing is too slow, but it makes me feel things. Well, that works. Who's your number seven? Yzma. Yzma's not on my list. Talk to me about Yzma. She's super cool! She she's super got, cool. she's... I always felt like Yzma was the aesthetic of Cruella, only done better for me because she's purple. Hmm. There are definite similarities, yes. And Yzma is, like, actually pretty intelligent. I say, and I like that, too. She has, like, what works for Cruella, but then she actually has, like, a fleshed-out personality. Like, like yeah, you know, some yeah. of the villains, they don't develop as fully because they're yeah. not as important to the protagonist. Yzma, they really develop. Yeah, Yzma's intelligent, but she's, like... She makes some really poor choices, but you can see the idea, like, you can see the thought process, and I like that, mm -hmm. too. I like that I she's also, not, you know, Gaston, where he's just really stupid. And I also like that for Yzma, like, it's, I have to cough because I inhaled when I drank. <clears throat> for Yzma, it's also, like, again, like, some of these people just fuck around to be evil, and then some mm -hmm. of these people, I'm like, no, I get where you're coming from, but it's wrong, like, the coat. Yzma's one of the few ones where I'm like, no, I see where you're coming from, and I would be upset, too. Like, that kid wasn't, like, 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 he was Kuzco wasn't asked to her. Yeah. He, like, like, she probably did rule in his place and just didn't get the thank for the job. Like, honestly, like, when we watch it, I'm probably gonna have a whole feminist thing about Yzma. Yeah, like, no, Yzma's I one like the ones Yzma. where I'm like, you're evil, but, like, I kind of get where you're coming from. Yeah. Who's your seven? Scar. Oh, he's not on my list either. Yeah, Our lists Scar are very was... different this time. We're very different people. Yeah. We they were different, different last people. time too, except for Pegasus, I think, was Yeah. 
Pegasus, I think, was one of the few overlaps we had. Yeah. Yeah, I like Scar because um, I get it. I get like like feeling like a slighted sibling, and like I do think it's it's rather poetic how shitty the Pride Lands go because he was not supposed to be a leader, and you can tell that like even though he's smart, that's not what it. That's not the only thing it takes to be a leader. Um, but I do think, like, the cleverness he had in the plan to kill Mufasa is really great. And, like, another great villain song. Um, I love his aesthetic where he's, like, the darker one and he's leaner. And I, I, he's got some great one-liners. Like, yeah. I'm afraid I drink from the shallow end of the gene pool. You know, it's like, kind of funny. When I'm thinking about most of these villains... They are either mm-hmm. none of them look healthy. No, they have to make villains look fucked up. Yeah, they either have to be way too skinny or way too big, or like Gaston is healthy, but his brain's stupid and broken. And then like the only other villain I can think of that is like healthy looking might be Mother Gothel. But she's but... So old. I said looking. Yeah, but like that. It's okay. Yeah, like, but but like she has to disguise her look, so she's yeah. super old. Yeah, so it it that that is an interesting like thing. You're to forgetting think about. one, but oh, worry. your boy. I know, I know who you're thinking about. No, I because the person I'm thinking about is a female, but okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. I have a, there's a couple coming up that they actually are kind of healthy looking, but we'll get there. All right, let's. Okay. But, but so my seven is Scar. So your six is Frollo. Oh my god! I surprised you. I didn't you tell did. you. Tell me your reasons for Frollo. Because he scares the shit out of me. <laughs> he is so scary. He's, he's the, the, he's the it's one. He's the most realistic. Yeah, he's the Actually, he's the one. Mm, we'll find so out. So my so my six I think is also realistic. But go ahead. Do you have anything more to say about Frollo before I tell you my six? No, he scares the shit out of me, and I like being spooked. He scares the shit but out of me. Also, and, I forgot. I only ever saw Hunchback of Notre dame as an adult mm-hmm. and i think i i was like after catholic school and everything i was like Whoa. Yeah. it no, kind of like, resonated I... with me a little differently but go on now you're, well, who's your six he, i mean i'm gonna go back because i oh. cause, like, you bring up an interesting point uh but frollo yeah he's one that like as someone who did see the movie as like a child i i hey google when did hunchback of notre dame come out in the United States of America, The Hunchback of Notre Dame was released in June 21st, 1996. So I was five. So I definitely saw it as a kid. I don't think I saw it straight away at five. I think I had to wait for home release. But, like, it is one where, like, he's always scared me, and I always thought he was mean, and I always was like, oh, my God, he almost killed this baby. But the religious stuff, as I got older and grew up with the movie in my life, it was something where I saw the parallels and was just, like, really yeah. horrified by it. And so he and my number six, it's actually funny because I think they were, I think my number six was your number eight and your number eight is my number six. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you got Gaston. So I got Gaston. And I think that Frollo and Gaston are scary because they are the two most realistic where, especially as women, you go up against religion trying to tell us what to do with our bodies or Gaston is dumb. But goddamn, is he the perfect Disney representation of the patriarchy? We're oh, like, for sure. Yeah. Gaston's the hero of the whole village. Like, like we mm-hmm. and Belle and then Beast later on are the only people who see Gaston as a villain. In fact, to the point where, like, depending on what happens after, like, Beast and Belle hook up, 
Gaston might actually be a martyr in the village. Yeah. Like, it's a, depending on, like, how the battle of the castle is viewed by the people, he could have a statue because, like, he was this war hero. And, mm. like, was this great guy. Everyone wanted their daughters to marry him. Like, it was just the crazy inventor's daughter. And how dare she not want to marry Gaston? Like, she's weird. He's weird. This is an opportunity for her. Yeah. And, like, so, like, no, Gaston, so they both scare me because of, like, the implications of, like, how real a threat they still are. Yeah, that makes sense. And, like, yeah, he's he's super dumb, super dumb. But, like, he's also got, like, he's got yes charisma, though. Around him. Yeah. But like, he's like, also like got whole... a lot of charisma. He, he is, like, a good politician. No, because, like, people were kind of like, eh, about storming the castle, because they knew the Beast Castle was there all this time, mm-hmm. I think. But, like, he managed to get a couple he, a couple people to the whole village, like, getting ready to go. Like, he, he got them going. And that mob scene in Beauty and the Beast, too, like, I am glad that you and I have a moratorium on Disney movies that we haven't seen yet. And I don't know if we've ever said that on the podcast, but Courtney and I have agreed, with one exception for Courtney uh and one exception for me so far that um because i think i think i think if 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 and the last dragon comes out i think that i think i think that i think the way i'm gonna do this is gonna be every time you watch a new movie i'll get to watch one i like yep that sounds i think that's fair because i i I would like to watch brave moana and tangled and probably frozen too so I'm hoping that I can do that at some point because it's been so like I, a long ass time. Yeah. So Courtney and I have put a moratorium on where neither one of us is watching Disney movies that we haven't got to on the podcast, except I saw Soul because it came out right away and I had to see it. And so because of that, Courtney asked if she could watch Brave and I was like, yeah, that's all. No, you offered actually. Oh, did I? Because I felt guilty. Yeah. Because I was, I was kind of like, that's not fair. We're supposed to do this together. And you were like, well, what if you watch Brave? And I was like, oh, all right. But I haven't watched it yet. I've been, I, I'm, I'm waiting for the moment to strike where I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I need to watch. Where it's the, it's peak, yeah. 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 So like, I am really interested to see how Beauty and the Beast, the scene where he whips the townsfolk up, slaps after January sixth. You know what I mean? Like, oh with, yeah. Now yeah. that like I've seen like, cause cause like. It's rare that you see a riot on television, and I know that there are people out there, I'm not sure how many of them would actually listen to us, but there are people out there that are like, really? Because we saw a lot this summer. But the difference is that they were done in the dark, and they were they were viewed as bad. As it's like, like everyone was like, oh, these riots are bad. Like, like there wasn't mm-hmm. like as much of a dissenting opinion. It was more people being like, yes, but do you understand the anger behind them that's fueling this? And like... But whereas, like, what happened on January 6th, like, most of these people are already out on bail. Like, yeah. And, and the person who incited it isn't going to be impeached. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, I, I think it's going to hit differently seeing this charismatic leader whip all these people up and looking at what happened on January 6th now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so I think it's funny. Our eight and our six were the same, but not the exact same. So who was your five? Mother Gothel. Tell me about it. She did not make my list. Really? She's scary as hell. She is very scary. Because of the same things you just said about Gaston, because she's real. I think Mother Gothel didn't make my list for the the personal 
relationship. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's real, and that's scary. No, she's she is she's very real, and like Mother Gothel is the only one who does something as insidious as gaslighting. Like everyone else, like mm-hmm. they're bad, and like they do psychological damage, absolutely. But Mother Gothel is the only one who presents her. I'm reading through my list real quick. Mother Gothel is the only one who like presents herself as somebody that loves you while hurting yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. She she gives me the fucking creeps. So yeah, it's but, funny that in the middle of my list, it's Frollo and Gothel because they scare me the most. Mm-hmm. And it makes me a little creeped out. But then the top, like, four up are, are just not, I mean, they're scary, but they're not, like, that kind of scary, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, because, yeah, after after Scar, uh, Gaston and Frollo, like, the rest of them aren't, like, real-world scary anymore. It is more just, like, these are the ones that I really like. Like, yeah, it, that's, it's more about I think, my, my interest in them. Yeah, I think mine was, like, I, I felt like I appreciated them as villains, and if I were to say, yeah, like, I think I put them there because I couldn't put them any higher because I think they're terrible people. Yeah. Because if I were but to come I didn't on here, feel like, right not putting them on at all. You'd be like, "What the yeah. fuck, Twitch?" Yeah, yeah. So that that's Although interesting. Although talking I, about it, I might actually agree with your prioritization of Gaston and Frollo. Like, I might switch them. You think? I don't know. It's very close. I think I put Scar yeah, see, in there because if they were next to each other, I would just keep moving them around. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Gaston. Yeah, he, yeah. What you said, yeah, he's scary as hell in that aspect. But like, I just. I can't get over how fucking stupid he is. See, and the stupid doesn't bother me, so I think that might be it. I think, yeah. I, think I don't mind how dumb he is, whereas Frollo, I... Frollo's not Fro- dumb. Frollo's not dumb, and the, but mm-hmm. the actions he takes disgust me so much mm-hmm. that I think that's why he's lower. Whereas Gaston, it was all vanity and yeah. pride. Frollo, it's genuine, mm-hmm. like, evilness and vanity and pride. Yeah, I think that's why Frollo is above for me, because yeah, yeah. he's... All right, who's your five? Ursula. Oh! Yeah. I, she has my second favorite villain song. The number one villain isn't on here, though, and I wonder if that's a mistake. Maybe he should have been. I'm going to make him my honorable mention. I'll take this Mm. other one off because he's my honorable mention. Uh, But I, I think she's. She she's just such an icon. And, like, the woman who did her voice, I think her name's Pat Carroll. Um. Mm -hmm. So much of her is in that character, where, like, the zip is her. Um, a lot of the body movements and, like, stuff she was doing was her. And I think that that's I, – I love when I find out that, like, a voice character inspired, like, the animation stuff so much because it's like I'm mm-hmm. seeing them on the screen. No, Ursula's a badass. Or, like, yeah. Ursula is the one who, like – except for my number one. I think my number one – Everyone from here on up, except number two, if I came up to, against them in the real world, I would shit my, I would shit a brick. And yeah. I would probably shit a brick for Scar, but only because he's a lion. Like, if, 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 mm-hmm. if Scar were a person, I wouldn't be afraid of him, but if he, but a lion's gonna maul the shit out of me. But, like, Ursula up, except for number two, um, would absolutely destroy me. And, like, yeah. her being giant at the end, like, fucking, she, no, she's scary, she's smart, she's funny, she's got great pipes. All around great villain. Oh, and my God, she disguises herself as Vanessa. Like, and the fact that she has that power and she's like, nah, this is what I want to look like all the time. It's that, it's that Madame Mim thing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're not going to say much because she's obviously higher on your list. Like, we don't even need to pretend. Like, Ursula's on your list. Like, mm-hmm. So, who's your number four? Maui. You said I fought about it. Okay. I did, because he was. I, he yeah, I mean, definitely yeah. was a villain. Uh, no, I think when you and I were talking about, like, the villain versus sidekick, like, definition, I do yeah. agree he's more of a villain than a sidekick, I would think. And then, I honestly, he could just be an anti-hero. Like, he... He he's, became, yeah, he's definitely an anti-hero. He is. Yeah, I just, if I were classifying, I, he's definitely a protagonist in that story along with Moana in my head. Cause yeah, his, no, he's an, you're right. Anti-hero is the best. He's not yeah. the villain. He's like the anti-hero, but like I still think that enough is there to put him on your list. But if you're thinking about like, yeah, if you're thinking about who the actual villain in Moana is, it's not, you know, Takiti. T- 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 yeah, it's not her. It's this fucker. Mm-hmm. Now he can redeem himself for sure, and he does. Yeah. I, I, but yeah, I can't. He, uh, he's wonderful, and he's the rock, and he, and his song was really good. Even it's the, like, it's a great song. Yeah. And then when I was listening, because like I like the rock so much, he, the rock took it so seriously. Oh yeah, he said something along the lines of like, I was so worried about being a good voice actor. That my brain just, he he said that's harder to do than actual acting to do it and pull it off well. And yeah. And his tattoos are cool. I think that's cool that his little tattoo talks to him and stuff. Oh my god, no, I love that. That That's such a, like, a small thing, but it does make the difference in the movie. I'm sorry. I was checking to make sure Your Welcome is on my running playlist. And it is, so good. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a it great is. song. It's, it's... Yeah. But the Moana soundtrack is, like, a banger to begin with. I like all of the songs on it, but... Yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda? Hamilton? <laughs> Hamilton? <laughs> but yeah, who's your four? Maleficent. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, uh... No, again, she's just, like, she's such an iconic... Like, if you were, if we were to do most iconic villain, she'd probably be my number one. Like, she is the, the Disney villain. But, mm-hmm. like, and she's so... She's so smart. She's so intense. Like, she figured out that the, like, she figured out that the prince was, you know, the guy. Like, I mean, she caught him, and that's how she figured it all out. But, like, she wasn't surprised. She was delighted. Like, she, like, like what I mean, she loves evil for evilness sake. And, like, just, like, everything about her is just iconic. Like, the drag, turning into a dragon, like, no, Mm -hmm. she is just such a, that's the dragon I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> For Pete's dragon, not gonna lie. Well, like it's and it's just such an iconic thing. Like it like if a villain turns into a dragon, it feels right to you, but it literally only happens in like this. And like technically yeah. sword in the stone, but no one's thinking sword in the stone. Yeah. And like it happens in Enchanted, but Enchanted is parodying this. Not parodying, honor hom- homaging. I've never seen, so I don't know. I'm really excited to see it with you. I think you're gonna like it. Probably. Or I could be wrong. Who knows? I think so, you're going to like that it's so meta. Oh, yeah, probably. So number three, I had a big... Oh, hi, kitty. Big, long debate about... Look at that little stubby tail. Yeah. Hi, Hilda. You want to say hi to Twitch? She is getting so big. Like, she's fucking massive, dude. She's bigger than Noelle. Yeah, she's fucking huge. I don't know what happened. Misty didn't get big like this. Whatever. So I had this whole thing for number three because I felt like this one had to be on here 
But I still am going to argue that this is not a villain because Monster is not a fucking villain. He's a whale. <laughs> okay. He can't be a villain because he's just doing whale shit, which is eating things smaller than him. That's what whales so do. So let me explain. So Court and I have had this debate <laughs> like over the phone when talking about this episode and even even from conception of this episode, like about whether or not Monstro counts as a villain. Because I say that in Pinocchio, Pinocchio has three villains. It's Honest John, Gideon is Honest John's sidekick, so four if you want to count him. The stage coachman, and then I say Monstro because Monstro is like the third the like the the antagonist in the third act. But Courtney and I have had this discussion now where Courtney doesn't think it should count as being villainous if you're just doing what is in your animal nature. So, like, in the next episode, there is a bear that attacks our protagonist, and Courtney says that that shouldn't be a villain because he's just doing what bears do. Or I'm trying to think of another example. What's another example? Man and Bambi. The man and Bambi shouldn't count as a villain, even though AFI does count them on their top 100 villains list. Yeah, yeah. I have a, oh. it's it's hard for me because I he's not doing anything he no, the only time he even went like viciously after Pinocchio is after he lit him on fire from the inside yeah and, I and that's, that's probably because he was scared part. and then I think that's where we kind of got into it because not yeah. into it like we fought, I don't think we fought but we did have a very spirited debate about mm-hmm. it because like yeah. You know, I think that you can be a villainous even if you're not doing something evil. I think that the, what makes him villainous is that he is the antagonist to Pinocchio's Yeah, Pinocchio. like, he and makes my, story thing, harder. my thing was that it has to have some malice behind it to be, villain, to be a villain. You have to have some malice. And I don't think Monstro had malice. So, that's where I... But I put him on my list. It was a hard one. You, I felt you, did, like, you begrudgingly did it. Huh? You begrudgingly did it. Yeah, I, I only did it because he's super cool, and I couldn't not put him anywhere. Like, where would I put him? He's, like, one of my favorites. Yeah, you just want to be able to talk about him on a top ten. Yeah, like, I don't... Yeah, that was the whole thing. I still don't think he's a villain, though. I can't get behind that. But, okay, who's maybe, your number three? Maybe when this episode comes out, you should make it a poll. Does Monstro count as a villain? I feel like... Yeah, okay. Alright. Yeah, we could do that. Does Mo- Is yeah. Monstro, like... Yeah, I just don't see yeah, any actually... malice in him. That's all it is. No. I, d- I, don't th- I definitely don't think there's any malice. Like, I think you're right. Yeah. Everything he did was just him being a whale, or him being a whale set on fire from the insides. Yeah. But, like... And even Maui, there was some malicious, he wanted, you know, more power, like, maybe not malicious, but he was, he was self-serving, definitely. It was self-serving, but I, like, like, it's complicated, so I'm automatically, like, it's complicated. Yeah. But yeah, like, I can even see how, like, it was easier for me to put Maui on the villain list than Monstro. (laughs) That's so weird. (laughs) Yeah, because he was, he had self-serving... Did something yeah, bad to a, serve himself. He at least did something bad, whereas Monster was just like, I just ate you because you were out in the middle of the ocean. Then all of a sudden, my inside. But, and the argument I used was, if Monster's not a villain, then does the shark in, what was his name? He has a name. I remember the- Oh, yeah, we looked it up. It. The shark in the Little Mermaid. Because he tried to kill Ariel, but that's just because he's a shark and that's what they do. And I said, no, he wasn't. Yeah, I said, no, he's just a shark. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, w- I do think it would be interesting to hear people's thoughts on this one. Yeah, I think that'll be a fun one. 
But who's your three? Hades. Okay, that's a good one. He's not on my list, though. I think he's funny. I, he's not sexy, but there's something alluring about him. Like, he has some really funny lines. Like, why are you rolling your... Because it's always sexy with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always. <laughs> there's always someone sexy. At least I'm equal opportunity, because it's definitely <laughs> men and women. Like, this is yeah. Dragon showed us. Like, at least I'm equal opportunity. Uh, no, and I think that, like, his... His motivations make sense to me. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Again, that sibling rivalry piece. Like, no, he's just really funny. I do. I like, I like Hades a lot. I feel like, I feel like as long as I wasn't trying to do something conflicting with his goals, I feel like I would really get along with Hades. Like, out of this whole list, he's probably the one I think that I'm second most likely to be friends with. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. He's your mm number two. Maleficent. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm like, okay, so then I know who your number one is. Yeah, like, it, she, that was a whole moment, too, that whole thing, where I was like, uh. So tell me about Maleficent, because I already told well, you my arguments. She's a fucking dragon. And actually, I saw the Maleficent movie with Angelina Jolie, and I liked it. I and haven't seen that it I, the whole way through. The fact that I remember, and I enjoyed it, must mean I really like Maleficent. Like, it has to. Like, I... And she's a fucking dragon. Like, that's cool. That's mm -hmm. just cool. She's awesome. Yeah. And she's got, like, that cool aesthetic, and she's... She don't... She built her own castle. I told you, remember? I was like, she got her own castle. She don't need nobody. Fuck queen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. who's your two? Dr. Facilier from The Princess and the Frog. I don't know of him. Because I don't remember yeah. that movie at all. He, he's another one whose motivations I get. Like, he, you know, he wanted more power. He was jealous of him struggling to survive doing, like, voodoo tricks and stuff while, like, the fat cats of Louisiana were fat cats. Also, there is a solid undercurrent. Not, not to how he goes after Naveen, but he goes after Naveen to a means to an end to get Charlotte and Charlotte's dad, who are these big white plantation owners in Louisiana. And Dr. Cillier is a black man struggling on the streets. So there is, like, a racial undercurrent that doesn't need to be spelled out, but is, like, kind of existing there in this movie. And I think that that is a really interesting thing because, like, race is, like, alluded to in Zootopia, but it's not really discussed other than, like, Pocahontas and how well Pocahontas handled it. So, like, Dr. Facilier is really just, like, somebody trying to get something that was taken from him back. Or, like, he saw his family struggle, and he doesn't want to struggle like his family did. So, no, Dr. Facilier is a badass, and his song is fun. He has a very, out of all the deaths, his is the one that scares me the most, I think, too. Where literally the voodoo, he, he I won't tell you then. I'm not going to tell you. I don't know about don't it. Remember. Never, nope. I don't remember it. His so. is one, I think his is the scariest villain death, if I remember correctly. Okay, so who's your honorable mention? The Queen. From Snow White? Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Yeah. Do you talk about it all? She does stuff. She's a witch. She does stuff. That's all. She does stuff. That's what. why I like... No. She's the best character in fucking Snow White. She does stuff. She's also iconic. I think if you tell, tell like, ask, like, anyone to name, like, the most iconic Disney villain, if it's not Maleficent, it is her, I think. Really? I and thought it, it was, you know, my number one. 
but maybe I'm just really biased. I, I think know. she might be people's favorite. I think your number one could be people's favorites. I don't know if they would say iconic, because I think top three, and this, again, could be biased. I think one is Maleficent, two is the Queen of Hearts, and I think three might be Cruella de Vil. Oh, really? Not Queen of Hearts? But, but not, not Queen of Hearts. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the Snow White Queen. Snow, mm. Snow White Queen. And I only think Cruella because Cruella has, like, things that are really easily recognizable, not because yeah. of anything to do with her villainy. I think it's the hair and the coat are just easily recognizable. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. My honorable mention was Sabor from Tarzan, but okay. is now Oogie Boogie. As soon as oh. I was like, Ursula has my second favorite villain song, I'm like, fuck, Oogie Boogie. And to be honest, I don't one. know. If I were to relook at this list, I don't know if Bellwether would have made it and Oogie Boogie wouldn't have. Who wouldn't Because I do it? like Oogie Boogie, the, uh, Bellwether from Zootopia. Oh. Yeah, I, I like. I love Oogie Boogie. I don't remember if I ever felt like Oogie Boogie was, like, super bad, though. He's not, like, a bad guy. I, huh? he, I think. I don't remember Oogie Boogie wanting to do anything. Like, Oogie Boogie wasn't bad like the other ones are, where they're just, like, out here to accomplish some sort of evil plan. I really think he just, like, fucking with Jack. Yeah, like, honestly, I think Jack's the villain of that movie. I mean, that's an argument to be made. Um, yeah, like, I know, Oogie Boogie wouldn't have even been on, like, I don't even, I don't think of him as a villain. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I mean, huh. I, he definitely counts as a villain to people, but like. Well, that's fine. I, hear... I just think Jack's the villain. And Santa's proud. No, I, I, objectively, Jack's <laughs> the villain. But like, he's the protagonist of the movie. But like, I think this is one of those arguments. It's like Monstro, where like, just yeah. because you're the antagonist, the protagonist, does that mean you're good or bad? And with Jack, no, he's fucking cultural appropriation left and right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't have ever even thought to put Oogie on this list. Yeah. Huh. So, do you want to talk about your number one? I mean, it's Ursula, duh. Yeah. She's a fucking sea monster, stop! There's nothing cooler. Yeah. Nothing. She's the coolest, she gets giant. Even her death is really creepy and awesome. She gets fucking skewered like a fish. I can't. Yeah. She's, that's, she's just cool as shit. She is really cool. Yeah. Everything about her is cool. Do you like like I for my villains? I'd also talk to like about like the villain songs because like I, I the oh songs yeah no her songs her songs is awesome I but her just it's not even her like her layer is cool I liked her vanity a lot I liked to I mean, help people how she moved like like her coming down yes. like, out of that thing that first time like like the. I admire the fact that they had to study how octopi they used to be able yeah. to do those tentacles. Like, because the yeah, tentacles, the... that's, that's fucking hard. Like that, yeah. And I admire that they went for it. Because, like, early concept art, she did have, like, a mermaid fin and stuff. I'm glad she's got tentacles, because she wouldn't be as cool. Or, she... or I think she had, like, a shark fin or something. I'm trying to remember. Regardless. They, they tried with different things. I think she had crab legs for a little bit. Like. Yeah, she was just fucking dope. Like, everything about they, her. They challenged like themselves. Her... And then her, like, magic... Like, when she's making the, you know, the leg potion or whatever, mm-hmm. the leg spell, that just was, that whole, all that was cool looking. Flotsam and Jetsam are pretty cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not, like, cool enough to be on my sidekick list, but they're, you know, pretty cool. No, but, like, they aren't cool as characters, but they are, co- they, it's a cool concept. Cool as accessories, almost. Which, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Like it was a cool idea. They the yeah. characters know, but like them, I feel like, like she see they're like just an extension of her because she can see through them and like they're mm-hmm. like a tool that she has in her belt. Yeah. But yeah, she's fucking awesome. I can't. My favorite. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite? My number one is it's really funny because you mentioned them. Oh, did I? Tell me. Mm-hmm. My number one villain is Teka. Oh, yeah, I don't think Teka's a villain, though. I think... But I get it. Uh, Teka and Maui are, like, both antiheroes, because Teka is arguably the villain of the whole movie. Like, they're the ones that they identify, we're going to have to go fight Teka, we're going to go fight Teka, and then the giant reveal that Teka is Tafiti. Yeah. And that Maui created her by taking her heart. Like, and, like, the all the fucking, like, symbolism I've attached to Teka, where, like, Moana is singing to her about how, like, they've stolen the heart from inside you, but this does not define you. Like, mm-hmm. it's, she is just such, easily one of the, like, hardest to beat villains. Yeah. Like, 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 she, like, she and Giant Ursula are probably e- very e- even for how hard it is to defeat them. Whereas, like, Hades gets punched in the face and they put his fire out. Yeah. Or, well, um, I don't... Yeah, I, I just... I couldn't put her on my list because I don't think she's... Yeah, it just didn't... Again, like Oogie Boogie, not even... She yeah. wasn't... She was just doing what she had... What she... Instead of creating, she died because she didn't have her heart anymore. She yeah. created death. And that it's just because that's what... The, like, the sharks and the whales, like, there's... It's just what her purpose I, was, yeah. Yeah, like, I... But I get it. I get she's she's cool as hell. I just yeah no, but you, yeah like yeah. I think it's just again, but like because that's who the protagonist identified as the antagonist mm-hmm. for all the movie. That's why mm-hmm. I picked her because she was the antagonist. But like she's definitely like the most sympathetic villain because fucker mm-hmm. didn't want to do that. She just wanted to lay on the ground and make stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's our villains. This cat weighs like. 12 pounds now. That's how much Callie weighed before she started losing weight. I gotta weigh her, cause, like... She's so fluffy, too. Yeah. But also, why she let me do this? Like, use her as she... a weight. She's just so chill with anything you wanna <laughs> do with her. But okay, let's wrap up the episode. Okay. Okay, so, uh, you know, that was our top ten villains. Feel free to share yours on the Facebook. It's a great place to share stuff, vote in polls. Um, Time to Remember the Magic. We also are on Twitter at Time to Remember M. I kind of just use it to post, like, when we are, when we have stuff coming out or if something comes up on uh, Twitter that's Disney-related. You know, I have a calendar that tells me when the movies came out. I should start just posting, like, movie anniversaries on there. Um, but yeah, so the Facebook, the Twitter, we have an Instagram, Time to Remember the Magic, where Courtney is going to put up all the album artwork we have so far. Um, then we have a Patreon, Time to Remember the Magic. We are starting to figure out the tiers, guys. We are really getting them figured out now. We actually had a conversation about it today. So that's going to start happening soon, where if you want to help support what we're doing, uh, we'll have a couple little like extra freebies on there. Well, not freebies, but a couple extra little things on there. And, uh, you know, you can help support what we're doing um, if you are so inclined. So there was this one on the that I, I got an idea for from somebody else's. I don't remember whose. I was looking at a bunch of things where 
their top tier, which was like an astronomical amount, was like the people subscribed to that get to pick whatever book they review or something. Oh. So maybe we could do that. Like we put whatever, and then you could pick whatever slogoth fest movie you want me to watch with twi- <laughs> with Twitch. <laughs> you say slogoth. I mean that's fest? an option. Huh? Yeah, we could. We, would you say Slaughterfest? Slogfest. Just boring. Or maybe that's how we handle sure Disney Channel original movies. Terrible. Like, like we could have it be like Disney Channel original movies because we have had people ask if we're going to do the decoms, and I said eventually. Well, I figured. We to do some now. Yeah, I figured that would be like, like a mid tier because we were going to do that anyway. But the tie- top tier should be just like some guy gets to pick a movie for us. I mean, mid tier could be access to the yeah. recording, but top tier could be you pick. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. If we have multiple, you guys get to vote it in. Yeah. 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 But all right. So that, I believe, is all of where you can find us online. Email. Send me oh, an email. Yes. I'll read it. Courtney loves the emails, guys. Courtney, like, I, I'm always like, yeah, I'll check it every day. And then I get busy. Courtney, every day, is like, we got an email. To, I mean, not every day, because we don't get email every day. It'd be nice if we did. But Courtney will be like, hey, we got an email from so-and-so. Like, we got one from... Uh, let's, let's plug them now, and then we'll plug them after I listen to their podcast. Oh, but... I wasn't ready. Oh, God, I don't have it up. Hold on. Yeah, what was the name oh. of it? We got someone who emailed us today um, asking, like, who listened they, to the podcast. I think they were the one about the book, actually, now that we're talking. That's where I looked at, at it from. Oh. Uh, yes, yeah, so it... They shot us a listen and were asked if After we Dinner or... Conversation is the podcast. Yeah, so I guess, did they listen to us or did they just see us and promote us? Uh, it doesn't say they listened to us. They just said that they sent an email out with our podcast link. But I listened to their first, I listened to an episode today while I was making dinner. While I was preparing dinner. Yeah. To cook later, so. Yes, yeah, so I'm going right. to cook it. I'm going to cook, uh, not cook it, I'm going to listen to it, and maybe, um, because I wanted to do a mailbag episode at the end of the month, so maybe this weekend we can, because uh, that way I can take tomorrow slash Saturday to go through and look at all of our um, our stuff, our emails, and come up with like bullet points for what I want to talk about from the emails, and then we can do uh, an end of episode. Oh yeah, I'll write you an email back though if you send me an email. Yeah, Courtney emails back. I, I I tell her I'm going to, and then I don't. No, she doesn't have to. I'll do it. It's fine. I like doing yeah. it. I like talking about stuff. But yes, so that's what we're doing. But okay, um, is there anything else you wanted to say, Courtney? The end. <laughs>